Welcome to Changing Times Podcast with your host, Ms. J, and my co-host, Ms. Shay. Music by Teresa Taylor, Tunes slash Sunday Music Group. Thanks for tuning in today for another episode of Healthy Mind, Healthy Life, Managing Your Thoughts from a Biblical Perspective. If you joined us for the first episode, we hope you enjoyed it. We will continue our discussion on thoughts and how they could either help you or hurt you be your greatest enemy or your greatest ally. There's so much to uncover about a topic that has so many components to it. And the interesting things you will learn along the way about thought patterns. You see, God created us with the mental capacity to remember things that are far beyond human comprehension. Sometimes it's hard to wrap your brains around how God wired us with the ability to learn, think, choose, and reason, which is the essence of what makes us human. My grandfather passed away at 103 years young. Even at that age, he had an amazing mind. He could remember things as far back as two years old. I can't recall anything prior to five years old, let alone two. (laughs) I know I need to start expanding my mental capacity. You know, just saying. Grandpa's focus was always on the positive things in life. In fact, after retirement, he spent countless hours working in a shed he built in his backyard. He was a game enthusiast and loved playing checkers. Having studied the art of the checkerboard game like a chess champion, no one could match his moves or figure out his strategy. He was a praying man who prayed every day and he relied heavily on God. He purposely filled his mind with positive things throughout his life that brought such wisdom, peace, and joy. As the matriarch of the family, he was admired by everyone. He lived a mentally healthy lifestyle and really engaged in negative, unwholesome talk. Negative conversations were not permitted in his presence. So at the end of his life, he had no regrets. So today, our goal is to expose the works of Satan and how he uses our thoughts against us to bring us down by making us feel worthless, devalued, insecure, incompetent, and irrelevant, especially when you consider what the Word of God has to say about you. In fact, Psalms 134.14 says, I will offer you my grateful heart. For I am your unique creation, filled with wonder and awe. You have approached even the smallest details with excellence. Your works are wonderful. I carry this knowledge deep with my soul. Mm -hmm. Miss J, here the psalmist recognizes and shows gratitude for God's creation of man, both amazing and distinct from the creation of everything else. As mentioned in the Bible reference commentary says, the heart beats about 70 times per minute and pumps about 2,000 gallons. Wow. 7,500 liters of blood per day. An average body contains nearly 100 trillion cells. The brain contains 100 billion nerve cells. Human kidneys process daily about 130 quarts That's about 123 liters of blood to filter out water and waste. Wow. 
Our skeleton system has 206 bones connected to an intricate system of tendons, cartilage, and ligaments. The skeleton system not only enables us to move, but also help us to produce blood. And it stores calcium. You know, there's only one of you. Right, Miss Shay? No two fingerprints are alike, especially when you consider there are billions of people living on the planet. God made you unique in your own right, beautifully sculptured, handcrafted, mm, wow. exactly the way he intended you to be in the class all by yourself. You are not a carbon copy of somebody else. And there is no one else like you. Oh, yes. I love me some Miche. I know that's right. Because let me tell you something, listeners. You are somebody, made for somebody, mm. needed by somebody, mm -hmm. wanted by somebody, that's right. and loved by somebody, mm. including the host of this podcast. Amen. No one in God's eyes is a throwaway or a castaway. Everybody is somebody in his eyes. And today is where the rubber meets the road. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into the mystery of our thought life that hopefully will bring the best out of you. If you believe and love learning new things, then this podcast was tailored made for you. Our goal is to bring awareness to the mental strategies and tactics Satan uses in this arsenal of weaponry to fill your mind with lies about yourself, your future, and God's amazing plan for your life. The more you know, the less intimidated you will become by his antics because God made you courageous. Prophesy to yourself, I'm courageous. I'm fearless. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made with the capacity to withstand anything like the rock of Gibraltar, firm, steadfast, and unmovable in the spiritual sense. No more taking mental beatings by listening to the lies of the serpent. We are so glad you tuned in today to remind you of your value so that you will start seeing yourself the way God sees you. You start by putting your thoughts on display so you can examine them for their content. What are you thinking about? And why are you thinking about whatever it is you are thinking about? Let me say that one more time. What are you thinking about? And why are you thinking about whatever it is you are thinking about? You see, one of the things that can cripple you is when you allow Satan's lies to penetrate and fill your head space. It is time for you to fight back. I'm sure most, if not all of you know about restraining orders. Thank God I never had to apply for one. Restraining orders keep people at a distance. Have you ever thought about putting one on your thoughts? Especially the ones that work against you. Here's why. Have you noticed that the more you meditate on unpleasant thoughts, the more you feel depressed and defeated? Putting a restraining order on your thoughts is a way of prohibiting them from invading your thought life by saying to yourself, you do not belong here. You're not allowed here. You're not welcome here. And you must go and stay forever. Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. What do you say about that, Shay? 
I think we talked about this last time, Ms. Jay. We talked about how your environment can impact your life. And, you know, you talked about the story. I think when you're in an environment that makes you think nothing but negativity, negativity, your whole world starts to become that. Absolutely. I feel like every time I'm around somebody who sucks the life out of me, <laughs> I start getting depressed. I start getting mouthy. and Hello, somebody. And <laughs> they just drag that, that deep darkness to the surface. Yeah. And so you start thinking about maybe this is who I am. Maybe this is the real me. Remember back in the day when everybody was saying, I'm just keeping it real. Oh, just yes. Saying. I've heard that. That was just an example of somebody who just wants to bring out their negativity and cast mm. it on onto you. And so I think it's th this proverb. I love the way it says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. And we don't think about the idle words that we think about every single day. But everything that I think about, when I catch myself thinking about it, it will shape my day. The first thing that you do in the morning, you start thinking about all the things that you have to do. Remember? Absolutely. We talked about that last time. Absolutely. And it overwhelms you. And that's every single inundated thing that goes through your day. You think about it in a negative manner, your whole day is going to turn into a whole day of negativity. Exactly. Which is why we need to listen to what the Word of God tells us. Mm. He says, be careful. I mean, do you remember the days when your parents would admonish you to be careful before you left the house? Mm, yes. Remember those days? Mm -hmm. It was their way of warning you to be aware of what was ahead, to be on alert. Because a nonsensical person who cares little about warnings might ignore or even rebel against their parents just because they see no sense of urgency that there is danger ahead. The person who ignores warnings is a person who has no regard for their safety because in their mind, it's not that serious. Mm -hmm. Thought patterns like this are what cause you to crash and burn at your own hands when you refuse to listen to wise counsel. So during the first episode, remember, we talked about self-talk. Do you remember that? I remember. Don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. You see, talking yourself out of conversations that bring you down. You don't have to allow unhealthy thoughts to take residence in your mind that can cause injury to your thought life. Close the door on thoughts that contribute to a harmful and addictive mindset that serve no purpose other than to give Satan a place to harass you mentally. Remember, you are what you think. Start thinking good, positive thoughts, even if you don't feel like it. Also, don't rely on your emotions which fluctuate like interest rates because your emotions are subject to change depending on how you feel. That's so good. The bottom line is God is more interested in your faith than your feelings. He doesn't discount your feelings, but his focus is more on faith. Mm -hmm. Feelings change like seasons. Faith is forever. When you tap into your faith and use it to your advantage, it will work for you. Mm -hmm. The scripture goes on to say your life is shaped by your thoughts. Don't let the enemy use your mind as a camping ground to interject negative thoughts and ideologies that have no place in your mental space. That can stay with you for life. For example, things that happen to you that you may have trouble getting over, a betrayal of a trusted friend, a failed relationship, loss of a loved one, a health issue, or other unforeseen occurrences in your life that have struck to you like glue and you're still gloating over it. Mm -hmm. 
These are all impressions embedded in your mind and don't seem to overcome. Amen. So when we look at Proverbs, it says, you know, life is shaped by your thoughts. So what this means is that you cannot become all God created you to be until you learn to manage your thought life, plain and simple. I've heard it said that life is a journey between two alphabets, B and D. B stands for birth and D stands for death. Between two alphabets, B and D is another alphabet called C, and that stands for choice. So as you live your life, you can learn to make the right choice, not to prove, but to improve, not to react, but to respond. You can learn to choose not to be affected by what's happening in your life all around you because your life is a matter of choice. One of the most important steps you can take toward achieving your greatest potential in life is to learn to manage your thoughts and their impact on your life. I'm now giving you a choice between life and death, between God's blessing and God's curse. And I can call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Choose life. Yeah, that's what it says in Deuteronomy 30, uh, 19. I love that scripture. Isn't that fantastic? Because people who choose death, choose it by ignorance. Those who choose life, choose it by revelation. Mm, that's good. See, heaven and earth are watching to confirm the choices you make. So be careful what you choose. So, Miss Che, in, in reflecting on this scripture, how does this relate to you personally? Well, I think when I wake up in the morning and I don't spend time with the Lord, I don't entertain the Bible, anything, I start thinking about all of the things that's happening in the world. When I spend time with God, when I have that peace of mind, I think about him all day long. So I think the first thing that you think about in the morning right. is going to really let you know how what kind of day you're going to have. Yeah. And if you do not spend time in God's peace, in God's purpose, in his plans, mm. your life is your whole day rich is going to shape what you thought initially when you woke up that morning. Amen. That's why in Romans 8 and chapter 6, uh, verse number 6 says, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Mm -hmm. You see, there are other things to consider. Uh, how about staying clear of people, places, and things that influence your thinking in the negative light? Be honest with yourself. Maybe avoid engaging in conversations that spark a dialogue you may later regret. Oh, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For example, politics. We all have an opinion, but sometimes it's best to keep your opinions to yourself. If it's going to create a negative dialogue between you and someone else. See, living in a de democratic society gives you the freedom to express your perspective on any subject. But the one subject most controversial we could all agree on is politics. No one needs to know your position, nor is it always helpful to reveal your position. Some things are better left unsaid than said. The position with others who disagree or oppose your views, you may later regret it. If you take the high road and respectfully agree to disagree with someone whose ideals or opinions can potentially lead to a negative exchange of words that may be different from yours, you then can maintain a healthier and friendlier relationship. I have personally engaged in conversations with others with differing views and opinions like most of you. 
than mine, not only to find myself in an adversarial position with people whom I love and admire because of a difference of opinion. I didn't use wisdom at those times. I just didn't use wisdom. But despite the warning signs to back up and shut down the conversation, I instead chose to run full throttle ahead with the conversation and ended up losing a dear friend. Could it have been avoided? Absolutely. At the end of the day, it wasn't worth making an appeal either for yourself or the other person regarding how wrong or right you both were. Sometimes you need to be the bigger person, take responsibility for what went wrong, ask forgiveness and move on. Save yourself precious time and valuable time and maybe some anxiety and a trip to the pharmacy by simply letting it go. <laughs> Miss J, you learn as you go, but you also learn as you grow. Profound. Life has a way of not only teaching you, but also challenging you what well, to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. And the consequences you will pay for making bad decisions. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans 12 and 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing mm -hmm. and perfect. Transform is a Greek word meaning metamorphosis, refers to the process that leads to an outward permanent change, which is our hope for everyone who listens to this podcast. And Ms. Jay, what else does the word tell us? What are some of the other things it speaks to when it comes to our mental, you know, wellness, our mental status, how we think? What does the word of God tell us? What are other things that he says we should do? And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind having a flesh untarnished mentally and spiritual attitude. Hmm. That's Ephesians 4.23. Wow. But look what it says in Philippians 2 and 5. It says to think as Christ thought. In Philippians 2 and 5 in the voice translation, it says, in other words, adopt the mindset of Christ, the anointed. Live with his attitude in your hearts. Isaiah says in the message translation, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. That's God's decree. How does this relate to you and God? He created you in his image and in his likeness. An image is someone or something that resembles another, a lookalike. Likeness is someone or something that has the same characteristics of, as another. You have God's DNA, but it doesn't mean have his mindset but you should. Mm -hmm. That is a lifelong process. Transformation takes place when God does a complete makeover in your life, which is most evident in your thinking. People around you can hear it the minute you start talking. That is so true. The world in which we live has a human-inspired set of standards from the scriptures. Mm -hmm. The yep. world bases its standard on worldly principles that have no spiritual merit. It is impossible to have the mind of God if you think more like the world. Mm -hmm. yep. The Bible standards are based on God-breathed, God-inspired truth, which is the word of God. So there is always going to be conflict when making a distinction between the two. 
It's what you choose to think about. The scripture is clear that we must develop our minds to think like Christ. Yeah, in fact, the prophet Isaiah says, God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We serve a great big God whose mind is far above our small human minuscule mind. Our thoughts can never contain the magnificent of God's thoughts that are righteous, they're pure and holy. Our thoughts are mostly sinful, unrighteous, out of control thoughts that are against God's nature. We can do better. Listeners, we can do better. His intellect is far above human intellect. So it is no wonder we struggle during our lifetime to model our thoughts after God's. There is no way the human mind can compare it to the omnipotent, all-knowing mind of God without wanting to pattern our thoughts after his. Look what it says in Romans 11, verse number 33 in the message translation. Have you ever come on anything quite like this extravagant generosity of God, this deep, deep wisdom, it's ways over our head. We'll never figure it out. Is there anyone around who can explain God? Anyone smart enough to tell him what to do? Anyone who has done him a huge favor that God has to ask his advice. Everything comes from him. Everything happens through him. Everything ends up in him. Exactly. And that includes your thoughts. So Ephesians 5 and 1 says, so imitate God, follow him like adored children. I used to love to imitate my grandma. She was a trip, <laughs> but she was funny. Somebody that, you know, was optimistic about life. We used to love to imitate her because she was someone worth imitating. God is far above every human person. So naturally, we all want to imitate him. We all want to be like him. We all want to look like him. We want to sound like him. We want to think like him. But I don't know about you, but I have this burning desire for God to really saturate my mind with amazing things. When I think about some of the things that I like to reflect on, because I love to watch America's Got Talent. And I have watched amazing impressionists on that show. And impressionists are, uh, is a mimic, is a performer whose act consists of imitating sounds, voices, and mannerisms of celebrities and cartoon characters. Mm -hmm. Impressionists are skilled in sounding like voices and sounds they imitate. Mm -hmm. So it is hard to make the distinction between the voice of the impressionist and the sounds and voices they imitate. Think of how our world would be if filled with Christ's imitators that are more like him. So if you follow Christ, if you're followers of Christ, that leaves the devil homeless. He has nowhere to go, nowhere to rest his head. And he certainly does not know what to do because you are no longer useful to him. So he flees until he finds you in a weakened, vulnerable state of reverting back to your old way of thinking. So what about the way God sees you? What are his thoughts toward you? The last I checked, what did it say in Jeremiah 29, 11, Miss J? That's one of my favorite scriptures. Oh. It says, for I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. 
Exactly. He said plans and thoughts. Did you hear that? Plans are what God has for you. Thoughts are how he got there. Mm. Thoughts are seeds conceived in the mind of God that later becomes a reality in your life. Since his thoughts and plans are for peace and well-being to give you hope, what are your thoughts toward yourself and others? That is a question we should all ask ourselves. That is a good place to start. God had you in his plans even before you were in seed form. So as life goes on, you see his plans unfolding over time. God never wasted thoughts on anything of no significance and neither should we. Start thinking right thoughts and you'll start living right. Mm. The fact that you are in God's thoughts every day is a constant reminder of his love for you. There may be people who claim to think about you 24 seven, but I would be suspicious of their sincerity. If you know of someone like that, there may be an obsession waiting in the balance. Then for sure, that is an unhealthy relationship. No one on the planet thinks more about you than God. His love for humanity is pure, unconditional, and exceeds our love for one another. It really hurts me to think that there are people out there who have no clue who God is and the reason he created them. You will hear more about God as we dig deeper into unhealthy thought patterns. You will get more of a glimpse into his mindset and thoughts toward you, especially when you find it difficult to think good thoughts towards yourself and others you were hurt or betrayed by. Then it becomes a challenge to think well of those people, Following God's example is a way of thinking good thoughts toward yourself and others, even if you don't feel they earned it or deserved it. In Psalms 139, 16 and 17, I love this. I love this. It says, you saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. That's amazing. Each day was recorded in your book. How precious is it, Lord, to realize that you are thinking about me constantly. I can't even count how many times a day your thoughts turn towards me. And when I wake, I awaken in the morning, you are still thinking of me. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. This is so rich. So this powerful scripture, you can start afresh and a new listeners today by understanding the dynamics of your thinking when compared to his thinking, mm. which can change your life forever. There is yet so much to uncover on this important and much needed topic. So please tune in for our next episode. But before we leave you, we never assume everyone knows Jesus. So if you have never received him as your Lord and Savior, now is your opportunity. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my sins and ask your forgiveness. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Until next time, be blessed, stay safe, and we love you. God bless.